Our focus must be riveted on the Savior and His gospel. It is mentally rigorous to strive to look unto Him in every thought. But when we do, our doubts and fears flee. When we draw His power into our lives, both He and we will rejoice. Kia ora e oha mā, nō mai haere mai ki tēnei pakihere roki roki. Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of Doubt Not, Fear Not. We have each come into this life with many facets of our own identity. How do we embrace our unique identities while also being grounded in our most important identity as a child of God? Ko Sophia aho, he uri no ngati rongo mai wahine, ngati kakinunu, me ngati parau hoki. Hey guys, I'm Sophia. Kia ora, ko tui tēnei, he uri no ngati whātua, ngati parau, ngati apakura, rātou ko ngati hauraki. Hi guys, my name is Tui and I'm so happy to be here with Sophia today. To start off our discussion today, we're going to read a quote from M. Russell Ballard and this was given in his April 2021 General Conference address and he says... Our spiritual identity is enhanced as we understand our many mortal identities, including ethnic, cultural or national heritage. This sense of spiritual and cultural identity, love and belonging can inspire hope and love for Jesus Christ. What do you think about this, Tui? I love this quote because for me it shows me the importance of not only knowing who I am as a daughter of God, but also connecting to the culture that I was born with and I feel blessed to be born Māori to have this culture that is beautiful joyful and strong and has such great values as well Mm. so Tui you did full immersion te reo Māori last year didn't you I yes how has learning te reo Māori inspired hope and love for Jesus Christ or could you tell us a bit more about that journey for you Yeah, so I had just gotten back off my mission. I served half of my mission in the Philippines, San Pablo Mission, and then the other half in Wellington Mission. And it was great. The experience of both was great. I was able to learn a different language, a different culture, and then come home and serve my own people, which was a huge blessing for me and a humbling experience. It also helped me to see the importance of learning more about my own culture and learning my own language. So I started my journey last year at Rumaki Reo, mm. which is a one-year full immersion te reo Māori program. And it was very, very challenging at times. Yeah, right? it sounds intense. <laughs> yeah, because I literally went in with just knowing how to introduce myself in te reo Māori. Mm knowing your basic few ahakamana para. Yeah, exactly. That was me. And I just felt like it was the right step in my journey as a daughter of God to reconnect and learn more about my real. So when I did go back and was fully immersed in this culture, in this language, I was just so happy. I could really see the amazing values that our ancestors, our tipuna, have passed down to us through the language and through mm. our cultural practices. In Te Reo Māori, we have a word called tapu, and that means sacred. 
and we have so many practices in Maori culture that help us to keep places sacred, keep traditions sacred, and keep ourselves sacred. And also the word pono, which is truth. I love that because it means to be honest, it means to have integrity. And being in a multicultural environment, I feel like it really added to my character and I was able to really develop these, you could say Christ-like attributes, because there's, this is a beautiful way of how living Maori values and principles helps us to just be better in general. And so, yeah, for me, learning more about my Maori tanga helped me to be a better disciple of Jesus Christ. That is definitely true for me as well. I grew up immersed in our faith as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I grew up doing kapaka, but I didn't really fully appreciate or feel like I was fully connected to the culture. Mm. And that was partly due to because of colonization and because access to our culture was so limited for my parents. They taught me all they knew and I'm so thankful for what they taught me. But I didn't feel as strong in my identity as a wahine Māori or as a Māori woman until my later years of high school and university when I really started seriously surrounding myself and putting myself in Māori environments and learning more of the reo and our histories and our stories and my whakapapa or my genealogy helped me to feel more connected not only to my culture but to my identity as a daughter of God. And I feel like it was definitely a parallel journey for me. Mm. Like I didn't have to say goodbye to my membership in the church to embrace my culture. And I didn't have to say goodbye to my culture to embrace my faith as a follower of Jesus Christ. I could do both. And when I did both at the same time, it was very enriching and helped me to ground myself Mm. in my identity as a daughter of God and as a Maori woman. Mm. I love how you brought up just it's really difficult these days to navigate faith and culture because there's just so much history, right? There's just a lot has happened. There's a lot of hurt and there's a lot of things that aren't quite where they need to be right Mm. now. And how do we as people who are born with this great culture and who also value the gospel of Jesus Christ how do we navigate that that's just really toughy sometimes for me I learned this really awesome whakatauki last year and it says kia u ki te pai mm. and that means cleave to that which is good mm. and just so you know guys a whakatauki is just like a proverb or a word of wisdom so that whakatauki cleave to that which is good I feel like that has so much wisdom in terms of when you're trying to embrace both worlds but I know you have a really cool thought about how you can embrace both worlds through one lens yes so I like to think about it as a pair of glasses and how you have one lens for your right eye Mm. and one lens for your left eye when you take one of the lenses away you're only left with half the picture when you have both lenses you have the more complete view and also each lens or each eye has a different perspective but it's when you combine those two perspectives that there's a richer 
view or experience and deeper understanding. So that's what I've found to be true with developing a deeper understanding of Te Ao Māori or the Māori world and my faith yeah. in Jesus Christ. I love that. I love that the Māori word for faith is whakapono. Mm. And just how you said, when you read the word or translate the word whakapono, like mm. um, the first half, whaka means to make it an action. And pono is believe, truth. So when you put the word together, whakapono, it gives you a complete definition of what faith is, which mm. is to act and believe at the same time. Mm. They go hand in hand. And mm. that just really demonstrates what you were saying about how knowing more about your culture and even these words that we have give us more knowledge and like a strengthened or deepened understanding of the gospel. And just a different light to see it in. Yeah. But what I love about whakapono, I like to think of it as to make true and to mm. make myself true. Am I living true to who I truly am? Yeah. As a child of God. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so just having a different language to think things through makes it easier sometimes, guys. <laughs> sometimes it makes it harder. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but sometimes it makes it easier. It just gives you a wider perspective. Yeah, you know? a wider perspective. And something yeah. to balance it off. Like you can see things in other aspects of your identity that might not be healthy. And you'd be like, oh, but because you have this other perspective to balance it with. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like a breath of mm. fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. Another kupu I really love in Te Reo Māori which we use when we refer to Jesus Christ as our saviour, is kai whakaora. Mm. Do you want to break that one down for us, Tui? So kai whakaora means the one who gives life. I love that as well. And it reminds me of just how connected our Māori ancestors and our Māori people in general are to God or into a higher power mm. who we identify as heavenly father mm -hmm. and the one who gives life when i when i go to that pacific area museum by mm. the temple mm. i love looking at the first painting that you see on your left mm. which is jesus christ standing on an island seashore with all of these polynesian kids running up to him and in melanesian him. and micronesian yeah. all the islands all of the different cultures are there and he's amongst them and he's just loving them and i just love the connection that we have with him and seeing that through that painting that's beautiful i love that tao maori has helps us to understand different aspects of the world and of yeah. the gospel yeah and I think one big thing that I've been able to see in Te Ao Māori is kaitiakitanga. Oh, definitely. Yeah. A deep respect for all living things, including the awa, which is the river, the moana, the ocean, papatuanuku. The ngahere, the, the forest. I, we take guardianship over those things. Mm. And last year, I was invited to speak at COP26, which is the world's largest climate change council. Yeah, the United Nations United Na every year yeah, the climate change discussion. Yeah, I was invited to speak there because 
I'm Māori and Indigenous representation is important in Mm. conversations like this, Mm. but I was specifically asked to speak in the faith and diversity segment Mm. of it. And what was so special about that is I was able to be in this diverse space of different cultures and different faiths. And I knew that we all had the same objective, which was to help our planet that God has created for Mm. us. And our world really shows that there was a divine creator. And being able to be a part of that conversation and represent my tipuna, my Mm. ancestors there, was awesome. Yeah, that's so mean. Yeah. That you're able to represent both parts of your identity, Mm. you know, as a woman of faith, but also as a wahine Māori. Yeah. And it also... Touching on Kaitiakitanga, I love that scripture in Second Nephi. The earth was created for us, but we were also created for the earth. And bringing my Te Ao Māori lens on that, I understand that we're all connected through Whakapapa or through... Like we're just all connected to each other because we're all creations of God. And because God created all of us, it's important that I show love and respect for all the creations. I think you bring up a good point around Whakapapa. That's a major thing that... Maori culture and the gospel of Jesus Christ have in common mm. the importance of knowing our ancestry. Mm. And for you, Sophia, how have you seen both play a role in your life? That is so true. Faka Papa, family history. I've always felt super connected to my tipuna, to my ancestors, because when you're growing up in the church, eternal families was really emphasized. And it's something, it's a special truth that I love is that we can be with our families forever. So, in Te Ao Māori, whakapapa is also something that's really important and really tapu or really sacred. So I've been able to share my love of the gospel with some of my Māori friends through the avenue of whakapapa. So we'd be sitting at Wānanga, having a cup of herbal tea or Milo and just talking in the kitchen late at night. And I'd be like, hey guys, there's this cool app called Family Search and mm. it lets me have all my tipuna with me in my pocket every day I can look at their names or I can look one of them up. I've, I want to read a story about them or see a picture of them. And that actually hooked a lot of my friends' interests because Papa is so key for us in our identity as Māori. So then we'll get them to download the app and then we'd have conversations like, oh, well, is this temple icon mean? And you'd be like, oh, wow. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think Papa is just a very natural way for us to share the gospel as mm. Māori because it's something that resonates mm. with Māori culture. And the more that I have learned of my papa, the more connected I feel to them, to mm. my tipuna. And I know that our tipuna are guiding us. Because mm. when I think about my future tamariki and moko, if I were to die, I wouldn't just leave them stranded. Mm. I would definitely be still looking after them and caring from them from the other side. So that's why I think about if we help our tipuna out by doing their temple ordinances in this life, then they're for sure more likely to help us out. And I know they know that I need all the help that I can get. So <laughs> I'd be doing I. that work for them. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But I think that's a beautiful aspect of our culture as well. Mm. I know you mentioned this before early in the podcast. I want to touch on it before we wrapped up. But how do you navigate the tension between the hurt of colonization and Christianity. So in a lot of my circles, some of my my Māori friends are stepping away from Christianity or rejecting Christianity because they see that 
they see it as something that has hurt our people a lot but for me I still love the gospel of Jesus Christ so how do do you navigate that? Yeah that is so relevant Mm. and to be honest guys I'm still navigating that. I don't think there's a one answer for that Mm. but everyone has their own different journey with that and their own different experiences Mm. which we value and I'll have my own way of dealing with it and everyone else will have theirs. For me personally Sophia it's been quite challenging. Mm. I feel that there's things that you can't necessarily step over. That's what happened. You can't Mm. really like sugarcoat anything. Mm. And I don't think that Heavenly Father would want us to. But how, in terms of how I navigate it for myself and continue with my own spiritual upkeep, every time I read the Book of Mormon, I feel like I'm reading a letter from my tipuna to me every time I read the book of Mormon and I hear Nephi or read Nephi saying keep the commandments so that your people can prosper Mm. I feel that is part of my identity as Mm. a Maori as a Maori if I'm doing my best to follow God Mm. then I will bless my Maori people if I'm living the best that I can if I'm committed to raising a good family I'm actually helping my whanau, I'm helping Mm. my hapu, I'm helping my iwi. The more that I live the gospel principles I learn at church Mm. and in the scriptures, the more I'm actually honouring and serving the people around me. Mm. So I just take it more as how am I going to act? What am I going to do that's going to bring me closer to Heavenly Father Mm. and as you bring yourself closer to Heavenly Father, you're actually helping the people around you, your mm. whānau. Um, I know that wasn't a direct answer because <laughs> I don't really know, but that's that's my spin on it at the moment. Yeah. Thank you for that. And for me, it's understanding that life is messy mm. and that people are imperfect and people can do some very imperfect things sometimes, mm-hmm. like with the whole hurt that colonization has caused, but also understanding that our savior jesus christ is perfect and that his gospel i believe was true for me so just accepting that life is messy but that through the atonement of jesus christ we can find peace yeah and i also loved how you shared that the values that you learn in church help you to serve others better yeah and i think a lot of those values that we learn in church are shared by our whanau mm. and shared by our marae and by just maori people in general so just all these values are good and just keep loving and respecting each other. Aye, Tika. And I have a question for you being a Māori wahine, mm-hmm. emphasis on the wahine part. Mm. <laughs> How has that strengthened your identity as a daughter of God? What I love about our culture is the emphasis that we put on the importance of wahine as life givers mm. and not just birthing a human child, but loving and nourishing and giving of yourself so that you can support life in general and that can be done through being a listening ear or making a kai making some food or being a mother being an auntie being a friend being a sister so understanding that and how revered it is and that that's seen as important work 
in Tiar Māori and also how we see things like menstruation, how we see childbirth as gifts mm. and as really sacred has helped me to feel more appreciation for myself and my identity as a wahine. I celebrate it. I'm like, yay, this is a gift. This is life. Yeah. How about you? Nice. I think just going off that, just the courage that wahine maori have mm. wahine maori are strong courageous women that stand for what they know is right and when you're a member of the gospel of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints you have to be strong in who you are mm. you have to know who you are mm. because you really commit yourself to following the savior and Everyone's on their own journeys, but I think there has to be times where you stand strong. And I know that being a Māori wahine, blessed to be able to inherit those qualities of standing strong mm. in who I am. What well, was there anything you want to say before we round off our discussion? I just think it's awesome to have these kinds of conversations. And to anyone who's listening, I would just invite you to sit down with the people around you and just talk about what it means to you to be Māori and to mm. be a member of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm. Or whatever culture or other identity you yeah, have. Yeah, exactly. And just in closing, I'd like to finish off with the quote from M. Russell Ballard again. And he says, Our spiritual identity is enhanced as we understand our many mortal identities, including ethnic, cultural or national heritage. This sense of spiritual and cultural identity love and belonging can inspire hope and love for Jesus Christ. So in closing, I'd like to invite you to consider the words from Russell Ballard, how you can embrace your own unique identities that God has blessed you with to strengthen hope and love for Jesus Christ. Nga mihi. Nga mihi. Doubt Not, Fear Not podcast series has been produced out of the Auckland Institute building with contributions from young adults across New Zealand. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend to direct others to this podcast or listen to other episodes in this series or to enroll in the institute class associated with the podcast. See our website at doubtnotfearnot.podbean.com. This recording is not an official publication of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The views expressed are those of the participants and are neither the official doctrine nor the official teachings of the church.